Welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review, and if there's a film enthusiast podcast equivalent of Jumping the Shark, then it's well and truly happened to us this week, as we started things off in our midweek episode with a look at sensational ultra-low-budget Home Alone with Talking Dogs knockoff, Bone Alone. And if you're interested in sadistic dogs, plot twists that don't make any sense, and a scene where a Z-list actor recreates scenes from Jaws but with poodles, and let's face it, why wouldn't you be, then you should absolutely check that episode out. Anyway... After England's glorious Test Series win in the cricket in Pakistan this week and other sporting events, we thought we'd cover something a little more seasonal as we kick things off with the top five winter holiday movies specifically not about Christmas. Then we're going to take a look at Lindsay Lohan's... Lohan? Lohan. Either. Lindsay Lohan's first lead role in almost a decade in the Christmas rom-com Falling for Christmas before bringing things to a close with the food-centric Netflix special Waffles and Mochi's Holiday Feast. Mm. The snacks are here, coffee's been made, wine has been poured, so there's just one thing left to do, and that's introduce the dad, starting with the decrepit Dan, who is in fact so old that the first Your Mama joke was actually about his mum. Yeah. And we also have the multi-talented Sidey, who has a number of special skills, including the ability to write with both his feet, but not his hands, unfortunately, and the power to tell exactly what coin has been dropped by the sound it makes when it hits the floor. Mm. And who knows what he'll use those I, gifts for. I dropped a coin today as I was leaving work, and it was a 50 cent, like half a euro coin. Half a euro. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have put money on that being the coin that I dropped today. And Quite there's also me weeks. Yeah, well done. I remember there used to be this guy in, in the gambling arcade when we went to a kid, you know, little pusher machines, mm. and they'd have like 10p, you'd slide in and everything. Yeah, yeah. And we called him Ears because he could tell like money would be falling on mm. one of the machines <laughs> about the other side of the arcade. So you're in good company there. Yeah, I, it's a good skill to have. have. Yeah. The one, are you talking about the one that it moves and yeah. you put the two P's on or whatever? And it's got, like it's impossibly falling, and but it stays there. It, there's, there's a game yeah, of it, a isn't pattern. it on ITV or Channel 4 with that fucking wanker Ben Shepherd. That's right. Yeah, yeah there is push the, it or they've something. They've recreated yeah. it yeah. in quiz. Like, Have they really? Like yeah, zero with big budget. coins. Yeah. God, they've really run out of ideas, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> big time. Have you watched anything good this week, Riggs? I took up Dan's suggestion from last week and watched Troll. So, yeah, I had the house to myself on Sunday and I watched that. That was good. I enjoyed that. Felt like they'd edited a lot of that movie out, though. There was With loads the cut, of, like, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like loads of like plots that were talked about but never really went anywhere. They just kind of did the troll action. But it was good and a sort of surprising ending and, yeah. That, that makes sense, actually, because I think there's a little bit at the end that shows you bits that went on but didn't actually happen. It felt so. like there were loads of plot threads that they started talking about but never finished off. But, uh, but otherwise, it was okay, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, Dan? Apart from the plot. No, I didn't really get to watch much other than uh, Lindsay thing. Lohan's and, film. And, that sporting and, event and there were some about. sporting events yeah, on yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I started watching Death on the Nile last week and I watched some more of that, but I didn't get to finish it. And I also, instead of finishing that, started watching Togo, the right. Willem Dafoe and his oh, husky okay. dog one on Disney Plus. Because I, I had a hankering for more dog movie action. Mm. Didn't talk that dog, unfortunately. So, no. But that seemed pretty good. Need to get need to finish that off. I, I have been watching Wednesday with oh, yeah. my, my daughter. Netflix which... keeps screaming at me to watch it. Yeah. And, and um, so does everyone else. Everyone else seems to love it. And... Just... and they're not wrong. It's decent. It's good, like, it? we're really enjoying it. It's, it's something to sit down as... Go know. for the White Lotus, Dan. Honestly, I've, that is top tier TV, that is. Yeah, and it's coming is that to a sensational conclusion. suitable for Nelly, though, or...? Not so much. No, no okay. So, so I, I will, how, well, how am, is she into gay sex at um, all, or...? Too young at this stage, yeah. I would say. But yeah. you never know the future. We can, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, I watched some more classic Nintendo speedrun stuff, which was horrendously nerdy. But in other news, we did have a top five last week. We did. Which was about religious figures. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Let's run through the ones that we had online. Some of these we mentioned last week. St. Maud was, was one from Breachy Vimesy. Oh, that's right, yeah. With Pete Pothelswaite as Friar Lawrence in Romeo and Juliet. We had Vimesy's shout of William of Baskerville from The Name of the Rose, which is what we put in, I we think. We put that in, yeah. Also Yoda, priest of a hokum religion. Sister Act was mentioned by Rose Garden. Oh, yeah. Well, let's put that in because I talked about that. Right. Boom. It's in. Thank but we you, also Rose. had Father Ted and Life of Brian a couple of times. So there, that was good as well. Excellent. Right, because this is our annual christmas themed episode yeah we were trying to come up with the top five 
And I can't even remember the ones that we have done. I think we might have just done Christmas movies at one point. I think we did Christmas trees as well. Christmas trees or something. Well. So this one, because we've got Christmas themed stuff, the other two things we're going to talk about. So yeah. this was set in winter holiday season, <laughs> but not Christmas films. Yeah. So let's get into it. So I guess good a place to start as any would be Shane Black, because he has a, a body of work yeah. based around this topic, really. Kiss, kiss, bam, bang. Your debut. Yeah. Yeah, on the pod. And then he has Die Hard was in some way his film, wasn't it? In his story, I think. Well, he, it's a book originally, yeah. wasn't it? But Did an adaptation or something, which right. was sold to the studio. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a whole collection of movies all set at Christmas. But and, not directly dealing with a Christmas theme. They're just, it's it's kind of a subplot, isn't it? I mean, Die Hard is the one that people, you know, talk about that a lot, don't they? Whether it's whether a Christmas, it's Christmas movie, or movie. Not, you know, who really cares? Yeah. And right, let's go on then. Take us, take us in another direction, Riggs. Well, another direction is Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah is a Jewish festival that takes place around about wintertime. And uh, memorably, I think in Call Me By Your Name, another movie that we reviewed on the podcast, there's a bit at the end where he, Elio, I think his name is, Timothy Chalamet, is crying during Hanukkah as the family yeah. celebrate around him and you see the menorah up. And then similarly moving, of course, is Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler in a dual role as the twin siblings Jack and Jill Sadelstein. And Jack is like, he's a successful advertising executive and he's got a beautiful wife and kids. And each year, his sort of passive aggressive, needy sister, also played by Sandler, turns up. And this time she's going to stay not just for Thanksgiving, but all the way until Hanukkah. And through a series of events anyway, Al Pacino ends up in love with Adam Sandler. And How Sandler has to find him convincing, has to convince himself to shag Al Pacino, so fucked up, really. It became the first film to absolutely sweep the Razzies in every category, including worst picture, worst director, worst actor, worst actress for Sandler as well, worst screenplay. It's a terrible movie with really awful stereotypes, lazy writing, bad acting and directing, and yet just talking about it now makes me want to watch it right now. <laughs> you'll be five minutes in and you'll you'll regret that. So that's Hanukkah. Well, in the dead of a Wyoming winter, a bounty hunter, and we reviewed this, so we all know that we're talking about the, the Hateful Eight. Oh. That's set in snow. I mean, you've got this big, it's big country, actually. It's big shot snow, but it's is large. it Christmas, though? Is it's, it well, it's specifically it's not Christmas. That's winter, the whole point, isn't it? Though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not winter. Christmas. Yes, winter. And it's harsh winters out there as well in cowboy country in Wyoming, you know, mm. where... It's such big country and it was filmed in Technicolor and they used Glorious all the tricks. It, yeah, they used all the tricks in the book to make it look like it'd been filmed twenty years before, thirty yeah. years before it actually was. And yeah, it's it's the story of this horrible band of people that are all collected together in one room and and end up taking it all out on each other, all in it for their own good. And you can't really take your eyes off it. I mean, it's a long old movie as well. It's, uh, I never actually you know. got to record that episode with you, but I watched <laughs> it for the pod that week and I was absolutely blown away by it. I loved it. Yeah. And I've actually seen it again since then. as well. It still holds up. It's, yeah, it's really great. good. I think like a lot of Tarantino's films, they end up being a better watch sometimes the second time you've seen them and, and particularly if there's a bit of distance between that first and second time because you kind of know what's coming but there's so many little points and, and well, details you get distracted and by things. the violence because it's so over the top you know, yeah. it's larger than life you know yeah, the, the gore yeah. and the blood I remember you know just at the end of the climax and the language and the, yeah. there's a you know you have to be there's a lot of using the n-word in yeah. that movie a heck of a lot of it so you have to yeah there is so you've you've got all that going on and that. it's it's the the characters though that he writes and he just makes their they're unbelievable aren't they they're just unforgettable unbelievable unbelievable <laughs> i normally like to talk about ones that i've seen but this cropped up when i was browsing the interwebs i don't know if you've seen this one Riggs, but it's the hebrew hammer i have got it on my list i haven't seen it but it, it does was sound incredible good. Yeah. he's an orthodox jew played by adam goldberg mm. um jew exploitation <laughs> yeah is the genre <laughs> <laughs> and he has to go on a mission to save hanukkah from santa's evil son damien yeah played by andy dick he wants to destroy it along with kwanzaa yeah the tagline it's like the hebrew hammer on the first list part man part street 100 percent kosher 
Love it. It <laughs> sounds like, amazing. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see it. Reindeer Games. Have you seen that one? It's, it's again, no. it's, it's not a Christmas movie in the, you know, it's not about Christmas, yeah. but it does at least take place in December. And I think the heist is planned for Christmas Eve. It's Ben Affleck. A couple of character names, Rudy. Rudy. Rudolph and Nick. Yeah. Saint Nick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a convicted car thief who's sort of days away from release. And he's sharing a cell with this guy, Nick, who's got a pen pal romantic relationship with Charlize Theron. And he's arranging to bang her when he gets out. And Nick gets kind of shivved during a prison riot. So Affleck assumes his identity so he can go and have some sexy times with her. Really dodgy plotting there, really, when you think about that. So anyway, it all goes awry when Theron's like volatile arms trafficking brother Gary Sinise as Gabriel turns up with a gang of like trigger happy lunatic criminals, including Danny Trejo, Clarence Williams III and a few others. So, yeah, that was pretty good, if I remember correctly. It's a John Frankenheimer movie not one of his best because he's got ronin and uh, the manchurian candidate and a few others on his cv too mm. but that one had snow in it and and so does this one this is it's not going to make you happy it's misery it's another one i think that we talked about we've um, talked about it a lot but we've never I watched it we ever, because i haven't seen it oh you haven't because so it was to, a it needs mi- to be a midweeker it was a yeah. mid and i watched this not long ago actually just okay. as a uh, first time i watched it was on a plane like when it came out probably um the airplane yeah when the first <laughs> plane came out the, the right first, yeah the right i was just watching before then but this is it's kathy bates plays a really classy girl who saves her she's favorite fan. writer she's a big fan. yeah she's a massive fan mm. and she saves her favorite writer from from death he's he's crashed his car in in the aspen snow i think it is and the car is is really under and if it hadn't been for her taking him to his house then she he would have died probably but when she finds out what he's done with her favorite character Mm. she just flips and i mean this is it's really it's a as a kid i was just remember watching this and she scared the shit out of me because there's a a few scenes one of them when she's at the bottom of the bed as the as he wakes up and there's the lightning and and thunder in behind her and you just get this kind of shock of her as the the dark room get goes light with the with the lightning and he wakes up and she hits the bottom of his feet to with to, a sledgehammer. With a sledgehammer. To, oh god! It's just even now I, it just runs mm. right up me. And but yeah, there's a, a nice snow filmed, snow featured film. One of the ones we watched for the pod, 2015's Tangerine. Yeah, that was shot on an iPhone five, if I remember rightly. And that all takes place on Christmas Eve, but is categorically nothing really to do with christmas in it at all yeah nothing to do with snow it's like california isn't it no but it is it is obviously christmas evey so oh okay I mean, not right, particularly yeah. wintry but i did that was a good movie i think we all enjoyed it was that one. yeah yeah it was a it was a nice surprise that one a uh, couple of stallone a double bill of stallone if you like yeah rocky four yeah i never realized this until today and rambo first blood so the fight takes place on christmas day in rocky four did you know that I don't think I knew that it was Christmas Day. Or something. No, don't remember, I didn't. But I remember loads of training in the snow, yeah. in the barn and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so double double bill of sly, wintry goodness. A couple of sort of parody days that I've managed to align up with on Letterboxd. User Jade has collected like a list of specific dates that movies take place on. Oh, okay. So we've got 14th of December is National Monkey Day and was also the day that Night of the Comet, the Twilight Saga, New Moon and the Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star, were were all set on that fateful day, the same day as National Monkey Day. Underdog Day, 16th of December, was Captain America Civil War. That that day was on there. And of course, who could forget about 21st of December, International Dalek Remembrance Day, (laughs) Uh, but also the day that Sunset Boulevard, The Conjuring 2, and 2012, the movie with What's-His-Tops, Cusack. Cusack, yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. That's International Dalek Remembrance Day. Yeah. So that's coming up. Yeah. 21st. Set your watch. Jesus, that's in like eight days' time from now. Wow. They've they've not left us a lot of time to plan for that, have they? No. I'm just thinking of a few movies that we've watched on the pod that would 
fit the theme and maybe people could go and check out some of those reviews if they haven't already we reviewed the thing Mm. that was this crazy horror film wasn't it i mean they've done it again but john carpenter's version is the one that we were kind of into lots of wintry fun in that one and loads of wintry fun it's just less of of the sort of holiday spirit Less horrid holiday spirit, but everyone came together. <laughs> yeah, in a in a horrible mass of in flesh. A, yeah, in a in a kind of melting flesh <laughs> yeah. kind of way. So that that was a, a really good one. And we've we've mentioned Groundhog Day a ton of times. I don't know whether that's, that's a February Christmas. the second. Yeah, so yeah, that's I mean, a winter movie. It's yes. a winter movie yeah. without the Christmas theme and everything. And there will be some other ones that I'll tell you about on the next way round. Okay. Well, The Shining is obviously wintry because they get snowed in and that's just a lovely family getaway yeah just a family taking lovely some family holiday some nice quality time together in a in a hotel just all to themselves and it's lovely there is have you i think we've probably mentioned it before but the re-edited trailer where it, they do it as a rom-com it's amazing yeah eurovision the story of fire saga the will farrell eurovision sort of Piss take. Mm. Oh really yeah take. i really enjoyed this actually i do i'm a bit of a sucker for will farrell is it one of the least bankable Stars, I think. Is he? Is he? I think so, yeah. He's so Burgundy, me. You would have thought that, yeah, I think he, he was then able to just turn up and do anything, but he's had a couple of oh, dodgy thinkers, yeah, yeah. Then, But I quite it? enjoyed this, even though I don't think it's actually that great a film, but it, it made me laugh, and I'm kind of a bit of a sucker for Eurovision as well. So this is set in Iceland, if I remember rightly, but certainly Nordic, and it's got a load of wintry stuff going on. Yeah. Not Christmassy. Do you want to hear about festivals that I ended up researching that I couldn't find movies about but yeah. take place? We've got, what have we got? Well, actually, well, Kwanzaa was the first one that I came up with. It was a sort of non-religious cultural holiday established back in the 1966 for the African-American community. And it starts on the December the 26th and ends on January the 1st. And it's about sharing certain Nigerian, I think, principles. And that was referenced a bit in Futurama. They right. had the Kwanzaa bot after the Xmas thing. But yeah, couldn't find any movies about about that. The only thing I could find about Diwali was in the US office when... Did you ever watch that one? No. It's good, Yeah, actually. I think I would enjoy it. It's just finding time to... Because there's a lot of Sometimes it, you it? need like just a half hour, like 20 yeah. minute thing that's funny. And um, yeah, some seasons of that are really, really good. And there's a good one where she, Mindy Kaling, I think is the, and she's a writer and a star on it as well. And she brings a bit of her Indian heritage in, in a, a sort of... Ends up mocking Americans for their ignorance around certain things. Bodhi Day, a Buddhist holiday in December the 8th. Hmm. Yeah, but no movies about that. No. It's not very interesting, is it? (laughs) Well, I've got a film that I haven't seen in ages, and I can't remember if I enjoyed this or not, but you'll all remember the name, Dr. Zhivago. Mm. Omar. Omar. And it's a classic tale of a Russian love triangle, I think, and around set, set around the revolution mm. uh, around this time. But have you, can you remember seeing this one? And, and Yeah, but when I was young, like a, like a, you know, long Sunday afternoon thing that my yeah. parents had been watching and I would have tuned out. Yeah. It needs a revisit. It, I think. it does need a bit of a revisit, but there was definitely some, some snow features in there. And also where ice gets a big say was we watched it again on the pod I Tonya, which was the the story of Tonya Harding, and it was kind of a, a comedy stroke true story of this this kind of genius ice skater in her fall from grace and and everything in between it was Um, the absurd like entourage around her as much as anything like the paul walter house's character i can't remember his name but he was like just this bullshitter wasn't he yeah like the real guy was 10 times as bad as what you saw in the film Mm. yeah yeah and he kind of just put her on the on the wrong path and Mm. she took all the all the wrong choices so so sad that her talent wasn't better protected but did you read about margot robbie doing an unscripted kiss with brad pitt and oh what's the damon chazelle one coming out no i didn't anyway and so there's got this new like hollywood it's the story like a story about hollywood and she's like yeah there was we had this scene and i just like kissed him like wow it must be terrible to be brad pitt yeah (laughs) having beautiful women force themselves on the barbie movie (laughs) is the one i've got my eye on i think that's got greta gerwig yeah Yeah. and and yeah it looks amazing yeah it's I still could, just look incredible yeah i, I watched a, a trailer today for shantaram which is coming out on apple now i think they're already 
already up to date maybe one more it's a 10 part series or a 12 part series i haven't seen one nanosecond of apple content no well i I hadn't either i just was flicking through the channels and i saw this and i thought oh shantaran because i i'd read the book which is a nothing to do with snow but it's a fascinating tale of a it's like a modern day papillon if you like and set in australia and india and yeah it looks it looks to be i mean if anything like the book it will be amazing but that's one to to watch at the moment babylon is that film i was trying to think of right honor majesty's secret service is the lazenby bond ah it's a sure it's the one you like this isn't it you like this this is one i actually remember because lots of good stuff this is the one where bond's wife dies isn't it diana rig yeah she gets shot at the end something actually properly happens and there's like some actual yeah it's a blowfeld one as well and everyone is generally pretty good he's got it's the one with the fembots basically is Mm. the story of this one but it does feature some of the best ski stunts and it has a toboggan in it as well yeah yeah so it's got loads of good like winter sport stuff yeah which is always good fun roger moore did some good skiing stuff in it as well actually it, not, not sure he one. did a lot of the actual skiing no, he did it all yeah he did it all in one take as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> well jaws the revenge is wow. the one that's infamous for that michael Caine quote about it bought me that house or whatever. Right. Right? Yeah. And in its opening scene, the, the one that establishes that Martin Brody, who was, what's his name, Roy? Roy Schneider. Yeah, from he died from a heart attack and his widow Ellen still lives in, in Amity near where his youngest son, Sean, works as a police deputy. And right at the beginning of the movie, he's dispatched to clear a log that's like trapped by a, a buoy. Yeah. I'm going to call him oh, <laughs> a boy and it's on Christmas Eve and he's just slowly killed first having his arm ripped off by the shark and then as he's like screaming for help it's drowned out by the noise of people caroling <laughs> so yeah I would say that's not really a traditional Christmas movie no it's the best Jaws film as well yeah yeah definitely I wanted to see this at the cinema that one really yeah which yeah. Jaws for well, the Jaws the Revenge yeah. I think it's yeah. unanimously known to be the best absolute piece of shit yeah yeah yeah. but (laughs) it was it was it was hype wasn't it liam neeson he stars as a oil worker in the gray and he's trying to survive you've seen this one he no i I love this movie yeah Yeah. he's he's what he can do with some duct tape and a a load of knives um, it's not really about that though no it's not it's It's, not really it's about but that's the the climax it's mostly just two hours of liam neeson mourning his wife on screen basically yeah and staring down bloody wolves and Mm. things and uh, yeah he's there's a there's like a lead wolf and a pack wolf that that is slowly picking on picking them off it's joe carnahan it was the same guy who did the 18 movie yeah and he's not going down without no fight that's all i'm saying it was okay that doesn't happen it just that's that doesn't really happen it happens right at the very end of the movie there's about 30 seconds where he does gear up and it's like is there a fight And you don't know, but it's and you like, don't know if really he's going to live or die on this day. Mm. Mm. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, that is a film. I haven't seen that for a long time. No, I probably won't bother again. But it's set in December, New York, when they do like holiday stuff really well. Tom Cruise goes on a sort of twenty-four hour sex bender thing because his wife has admitted to having a fantasy. Yeah, about another man, and he sort of joins a mask-wearing sex cult. Illuminati sex cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty weird. How do you, do you, can anybody get an invite to that, or just I don't know. It seems not that erotic, as it turned out. Yeah, I could probably get you in. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had Batman Returns, but that kind of is a Christmas movie. Yeah, because it yeah. has like proper Christmas presents and stuff in it and all that. Yeah, but it's, at least it's an alternative take on a Christmas movie. Yeah. Any more for any more? Oh, should we nah, go over to the interwebs? Yeah, see what's. Have we had anything from the internet? Um, unbelievably, yes, we have. Uh, Darren Leafley went straight into where we started off at with Shane Black content. He yeah. mentioned Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Lethal Weapon, referencing his own name there. That's yeah. very meta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Breachy with In Bruges, which I think everyone's a fan yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, Christmas? Is that that's holiday? Well, no, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not Nord's It's not thing. Christmas. It's winter. Yeah. Yeah. He, in, yeah. He's followed it, right? Yeah. And then Vimesy with the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Harry Potter franchise. I was thinking Harry Potter as well, because that is, always seems to be have a kind of wintry vibe to it. Yeah. I do sort of associate like going to see the Lord of the Rings movies in December. Well, they were at all the cinema, out at that time, yeah, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. And then Fellowship has loads of stuff where they're in the mountains in the snow and stuff. 
So that one I, I especially think of as being kind of wintry. And hot top, hot hot tub time machine. Oh yeah, down as well. It's a because, great movie. Yeah, they all kind of. I'm a sucker for John Cusack. Really, am. yeah, and they all nestle in into the hot tub during the mm. the snowy period. Right. Shall we put some in? Yeah. What are you going for, Reese? Jaws for the revenge. I think it's a hell of a movie. Oh, Damn. Strong. Yeah, I'll go hot tub time machine. I'm going to go for Her Majesty's Secret Service, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll just put in the Harry Potter franchise. Just the whole Collectively, franchise? Collectively, the whole thing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that Vimesy? Yeah. Thanks. That's like eight movies, I think. Wow. And then we just need another one yeah. to complete the list. Sure Happy we'll holidays. That. Super. Yes. Have you had the Christmas tunes on? Yeah, man. We've <clears> had the tree up since the 18th of November. We've had a few. Which is your go-to Christmas tune that you like? I've got a playlist. Yeah. So it starts with Happy Holidays, MC Paul Barman, into Christmas in Hollis, Run DMC. So I've got some alternative ones, Zombie zombie, zombie Christmas. But I've got some classics as well. Well, what are your classics in there? It's Marshmallow World. I wouldn't say that's a classic. Yeah, it is. How's it going? Absolutely. It's a marshmallow world. Is that what you think of as a Christmas I, I've, song? I've not heard that classic. <clears> oh, <throat> no, um, we'll stick on them. But also else? Bing, Bing and, and David Bowie, probably Bowie's finest work. Uh, what about like Last Christmas by Wham? I prefer the Kylie Ray Jepsen version. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Kissing Santa. I saw you kissing Santa under the Christmas My all-time favourite, well, I've got two, is To Heck With Old Santa Claus. I think that's Loretta Lynn. And also A Snowflake, a Snowflake Fell and It Felt Like a Kiss by Glas Vegas. It's amazing that song, absolutely amazing. But also, Teller New York Pogues is no, I've just no, it's, it's been like overdone, of it's course, it's, but it is a great, it but is, you're a huge fan of Michael Bublé as well, aren't massive, you? yeah. It's a Bublé Christmas, isn't it? Just chestnuts, you had a mince pie yet? <laughs> About a thousand, heavy, <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one yet, or Stalin. I'm not, I haven't much. had a Stalin yet, but I've had honestly probably going up for like 50 mince pies already. I'm not much into mince pies, but uh, nice no, ones. It, Waitrose, that are warm Waitrose and... have got the Heston like luxury, super luxury ones. Oh, uh, you can go too wanky. No, they're not too wanky, pie. they're real good, and they're on offer two packets for for four quid. All right, okay, I might try that out. I, I, I think quite you should owe it like to yourself. A fairly generic mince pie, yeah. I also like the really slag ones, so they've got a tray of six for mm. a quid, yeah. That's they're, they're good as well, about, yeah. No, it's a veggie I don't get for a lot of mints. That segues perfectly, really? actually, into this week's main feature, which is a Netflix original movie. Yeah. The Lindsay Lohan comeback. Yes, Falling for Christmas. This was recommended by none other than Breachy. Was it? Yeah. And then Andy Connolly on Twitter as well said his Mrs. partner was, was shared an interest in yeah. it. And I went early saying that they should watch it. Mm. Should let's guess just get, get let's just get straight into it. Yeah. Do we need to provide any context to it at all or it's Christmas? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Christmas rom com, yeah. Yes, yeah. And it starts off with Riggs. It's like twinkly, swirly, wintry music and going mm. through Aspen and then our hero, Sierra Belmont, getting her wake up call. That's Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And she sort of rudely hangs up on the person who calls her. And uh, we see the sort of glamorous luxury ski mansion and facilities that she lives in in Aspen. A ski hotel where she's been appointed to a job as vice president of atmosphere by a job she doesn't want by her rich father. Yeah. So I thought that even though they, they're setting the scene as her being this sort of pampered heiress who it's like literally Paris has Hilton people kind of. waiting on her hand and foot. Yeah. But she almost, like from the get-go, she's unfulfilled. Yeah. Because she's got a bit of agency about She's her. saying, oh, I don't want to just do this fucking fucking shit made up job i actually want to do something more meaningful but she doesn't know what that is yet yeah. she hasn't found it yeah because she's surrounded by like an entourage of lackeys who pamper to her every whim they bring her caviar in the morning and outfits to get you, caviar for breakfast how do you feel about caviar for a it's gross it's, i've only tried it a few times it was i think once it was like mm, yeah and then another time i was like Bleh. i tried it once but to be honest i was a teenager and it was it just grossed me out so maybe mm. it, it doesn't look that appealing to me no it's, it's nothing salty. i go for but yeah she's she's got this on including this personal assistant terry and like she's really pampered it's really obvious and wearing all the stylish clothes and then she's also got this partner tad fairchild 
<laughs> he, he, yeah, he's he's an influencer. Mm. He's. I mean, this brings you right into the modern day of Christmas, doesn't it? We've mm. got smartphones. I mean, this isn't one of those traditional movies. It's it's modern day. We've got this ski lodge, and yes, it and looks fantastic. While that's all going on, while she's been pampered, we're also getting introduced to a guy with the most incredible name. Yeah, Chord <laughs> Overstreet. Cord. Cord Overstreet. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's not his character name. That's, that's his, his real, real life name. name. Yeah, he's Jake, and he Jack is, Russell. Yeah, Jake Russell. He's propositioning the old man yeah. with a business venture because he runs the North Star, Fist of the North Star. Yeah, and it's like the the, the bottom of rung on the it's it's on the, the, on it's the, the scale. The bud, yeah, of, it's the budget ski lodge entry level. Yeah, and he but he points out that a lot of people go there to learn. And then as they graduate, they'll move up to his lodge. So he needs to keep the learners learning so that they graduate to his super fucking... Because not everybody can afford a luxury Exactly. Thing, so. The guy just basically tells him, fuck off, I've got my own investors and I'm not really interested. Not, not before he says, oh, well, I'll, I'll race you to the bottom of it. I'll ski yeah. you to the bottom of this hill. And he, he lets him win. Yeah. And, and he goes, he just mentions that on he the knows. way out. He says, look... I'm not looking to invest. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's it's not for me, but nice touch. Let me win. And he, he wants up. And he's like a poor man's Robert Redford. Yeah. He's the, wow. the, That's is he not? Hell of a compliment. Yeah. Though. I don't think he's anywhere near. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he's, they've gone for that look. He's, he's, is young Jack Wagner, isn't it? It's, he's Beauregard Belmont. Yeah. Jack Wagner. Um, so, and it's George Young is Tad Fairchild. Yeah. And he plays this influencer love interest of Lindsay Lohan. Well, Jake's disappointed, obviously, as the business deal hasn't gone Gutted the way that he him. thought. And Gutted. Sierra steps out in this sort of fabulous red Valenyagi outfit with green shoes. I don't know whether you noticed. Oh, and yeah, she's Christmas on the phone too. and she's looking for Tad. And she bumps into Jake and he spills his hot chocolate or something all over. And then Tad comes in and like pads at her boob. Makes it worse. Which, yeah. which is the hot chocolate the old man had given him. He's and made said, one I'll tell lackeys. you what, yeah. just you have that on the house and anything else you want today, it's on the house. So he's, he's kind of nice. He doesn't just dismiss him and say, he's not completely not, ruthless. No, he's no, not no. completely ruthless. He's yeah. just say it's not for me. But <laughs> lo and behold, that is the same hot chocolate that goes over the, the red. Yeah. The, what is it? A V? A Valignaghi. A Valignaghi. I, thought, I don't know whether they're doing like a Blenciaga type Versace hybrid. Oh, maybe. We, Jake, our hero, goes back to the North Star Lodge and we see how he sort of universally loved he is and how dependent the whole organisation is on him. He fixes the snowmobile, he runs the front of house, he takes guests out on sleigh rides and then he talks his, his daughter and mother-in-law, Alejandra, and uh, his daughter, Avi turn up yeah and he tells him about the business deal it didn't doesn't go what didn't go well, well I, I and was, she says oh i hope for a christmas miracle and then he goes and sits in his office and looks sad for about 30 seconds it's wholesome yeah. as fuck there at the north star yeah. it is well wholesome at the north star and he does mention there that was the last kind of chance and i thought oh thank fuck for that he didn't think that was all he had to do he has tried other things to to raise capital and investment to save mm. the north star because it's it's going under they just don't have enough bookings they can't compete they can't, with uh, there's people phoning the up and cancelling they specifically reference airbnb this yeah them out of business that's right yeah that was quite nice they touch. can't compete with it yeah sierra goes out for dinner with her dad where she's trying to and tad and she's trying to explain to him <laughs> that she doesn't want the job but she can't he says so what do you do and he's i'm, I'm an influencer he just doesn't get it he says Oh, you're a salesman. Yeah. Dismisses him. And then as again, when she tries to talk to him about it, she gets distracted by a snow globe that her mother gave her father and they reminisce memories of her mother who died when she was five mm. and they both still miss her and she can't bring herself to tell him about the turning down the job and he leaves on business. So father is out of the picture for a little while. And then she goes out with tad she's wearing this amazing fuchsia like ski suit and <laughs> yeah. hat combination yeah and fluffy boots and stuff yeah and he takes her out in this like sports car with a snowmobile well he looked there's a music video for a band called primus yeah where they are like dolls plastic they look plastic and he looks 
like completely artificial. Yeah. It looks so weird. Well, there's, towards the end is an amazing scene like that. <laughs> his yeah. hair is just like, a, it's been clipped on, like a Lego man's yeah, hair, yeah. like you can yeah, remove yeah. and put down. So yeah. he looks perfect and his skin is perfect and he, he looks like he's gone through an Instagram filter or something. Yeah, yeah. but in real life. Yeah. But in real life. And he's, there's an amazing scene where they're driving out. He wants to go for this, well, it's under the guise of a photo shoot, I think. And on the radio, it starts playing... Jingle Bell Rock, which yeah. he famously sang in Mean Girls. Oh, mean Girls yeah. Lindsay we watched Lohan, for the yeah. pod. Mm. And he changes the radio station. She's not allowed to sing it. Lol. Yeah. But yeah, he looks... Enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They've sped up to the top of a pass and the snow had covered the sign that says don't go any further well, also, it's really dangerous. He has to get the schema bill thing off the back of the trailer. Yeah. And he just goes scheme bill oh it just talks to it like yeah. it's voice operated we did it at work we pasted a sign over the thing that said it was voice activated the coffee machine and st- and that was outside the it office and we used to stand people see people standing there go cappuccino <laughs> <laughs> anyway do that. he does off screen he does get the, the thing off the trailer and he takes her up to this very romantic view but he's never present in any of the interactions he has with her. he's always on his phone he's always it's like, all about what it will do for his social media numbers blogging. oh i'm trending i'm trending yeah. and so he's you know he's completely and, and like the it. most superficial character in the entire uh, world he brings out this huge like ring and which is got a huge stone and it's also too big for a finger but while this is happening Dan, at exactly the same moment avi and her grandmother are at a christmas market with That's basically right. santa claus yeah yeah like a twinkly eyed guy yeah definitely and she White writes beard. something on a piece of paper and puts it on the christmas tree and it all like flies up and yeah. the music she, goes all she, twinkly she, it's all ex- happening at the exact same time something about mum or love or something she hopes her dad finds love again i think is what it is yeah it might have been something like that but we don't find that out and uh, well at that moment as as christmas joy and love and luck and and bad luck would have it Lindsay lohan takes a terrible tumble down a steep icy mountain i was worried for her and to be honest by the look of it you're thinking she's not making it but it's a very it looks like an extremely traumatic brain injury does it yeah it it does retrograde amnesia yeah well looks looks pretty bad and well not only that she's in the middle of nowhere and and tad follows her down but seems to take a different path he gets he goes into the void style down a a sort (laughs) of bit that goes that breaks into a crevasse doesn't he and he's kind of but luck, Shoot it out. luck would have it, though, that Jake is on a sleigh ride with a nice racially diverse couple yeah. that he's got yeah. in the back of the, the van and not van. And sleigh. even, even yeah. though that they can spot this bright pink fuchsia ski suit in the snow, he could, luckily, and he he manages to, to bring her to safety. Yeah. And when she comes around, you know, this is the bit I was watching this with Nelly and we didn't see this coming because that bang on the head. She's only gone and lost her memory. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't know who she is, where she is, what she's done. Yeah. She doesn't know nothing. Not a bruise on her, though. No, no, but it doesn't work like that. They that, say she's amnesia, physically, It doesn't need to be a bruise. You could just get a bang. Physically fine. Yeah. You could just get a bang and you just don't she, know. She was physically fine as well. So, I mean, basically nobody's there to claim her and she doesn't know who she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're just she's saying, got oh. no remnants of her clothes left, no phone, no ID or anything. So she just go ends up going home with Jake, basically. Yeah, the 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 like officials are like, wait, fuck it, you might as well just stay here. He he, he and he's like, yeah, obviously right. he didn't recognise her. He did have a bit of tete-a-tete with her in the lobby when he spilt his hot chocolate over her. But he didn't um, recognise her. Here, but he didn't did recognise. She didn't recognise him, and that's you know that's just a, a tragic. So didn't have an instant of, connection. No. No, no, that was it. So, so back to the lodge and he gives her some stuff from the lost and found and gives her a room which has a terrifying raccoon outside it. <laughs> and uh, she's not used to roughing it and he gives her some granny yeah. clothes or whatever he calls it. But meanwhile, Tad is stranded sort of near death, very much like the Revenant. Yeah. I felt yeah, this yeah, yeah. bit. But um, fortunately for him, on a frozen lake, there's a like a, a hut, a shed, and in it, there's like an old was Ralph, isn't wild it? Ralph. Wilder, yeah, Ralph Quimby. He's in there and he's fishing. Well, he screams sanctuary when he walks in yeah. and then asks him if he's got a charger for his phone. <laughs> well, it, and it, he throws a load of lures at him, doesn't he? A load yeah. of hooks and they're all kind of just hanging out his face, but he's so frozen he can't feel any of them. There um, was some definite 
gay rape subplot thing going on here. With well, this, this I guy. didn't realise until a little bit later on that you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But And he's in no real rush to get out there, is he? Because he's a few days before he does find his way out mm. there. And in during those few, few days, well, our Jake, our, our kind of... Hero, nor- for want of another word. Hero, our North Star Lodge leader, who only lives... You know, the next door neighbours, he's he doesn't know Sierra and they go into town a couple of times. It's just different they part of the mountain. Isn't it? Different part of the mountain. Well she she adjusts to life at the hotel because she Pretty can't good. make her own bed at first. She's told that, oh, you should do some normal stuff. And so she's like, Oh, I'll help out around the hotel That's and she right. can't do it. No- she's normal lived the life stuff of might just just trigger her memory again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. making she, the bed hilarious scene with her with the the sheet. I yeah. I hate. You got a good technique for for changing a duvet. It's the worst. Duvets are right. It's the it's the bottom sheet. Like she was struggling with trying to pin the corners on. No, find that very irritating. Duvet. What's your duvet technique? Oh, inside out, over the head like a ghost, and then two hands into the far corner, grab each corner of the duvet, and then like flip it out. It takes like ten seconds. Okay. Not a sort of push it into each corner and no, get man. a blind rage and I just point. <laughs> no, don't uh, at your missus. <laughs> Go make the bed. <laughs> so yeah, she can't do things like make eggs and stuff comically. Anyway, it's almost it's from... a little bit montagey. Yeah, because we do very quickly. Move it is. Into it's like the this... next day the housekeeper goes in. It's like, well, fuck me, you've made the bed yourself. She couldn't like, believe it. Unbelievable, you've managed to progress in twenty four hours from not being able to make a bed. To not be, even to being be, able to being able sheet. to make a bed to, to, for having that sheet kind of just wrap her up. I mean, at one point it it just fought back that sheet as she tried. Yeah. To well, there stand. is there's a comical bit where she pours too much detergent in the in the washing in machine, the washing machine, and then and there's loads of and he says right because I, I, I wound it back later to watch it. He says this be. is the last thing I need, and she gets really sad. And she walks out and talks to the horse, which was exactly what my mate Richie did after he took a load of ketamine, but it's a different story. But yeah, she talks to the horse Bout and she's really off. sad. And then he apologises. I'm like, all you said is that's the last thing you need. And it wasn't really yeah, he, he did. It's also the second time in movie history that she's done that overfilling a washing machine thing. She did that in the movie Just My Luck. Ah. Where she also had a love interest named Jake. So she's got a Jake thing going on and a washing machine. And a washing machine. And And what she does with that, she puts too much in to begin with. And then she ends up clumsily putting the whole kind of, or the whole carton in. I know someone who did something similar while their wife was away. They used fairy liquid in the washing machine instead of. I saw pictures of that. And, and the whole house, like, comically filled up with, mm, with bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, brilliant. Um, there's um, there's sort of some casual attempts to explain why no one is looking for her because the entourage go in a room and they find a note from Tad saying, I'll take you away for a few yeah. days. So there's no reason really for anybody to be searching for. Right. Until Dad arrives and says, look, her the luggage is still it. here. Yeah. She wouldn't go anywhere. You need to get onto the police. You need to get onto... Anybody else, you need to do all the rest of it. And they do. And they start making a a statement. And it's around this time. And they've been in the but lodge a couple of days. Had a little bit of romance. We've started. had a bit of romance. Nearly, nearly kissed. A Not few times. They've had a few moments. And, and she's completely transformed. She's just, you know, wearing casual clothes. And she looks very nice. They're, they're getting they're, on so well they've, with they've told the each other's girl. backstory well she's not her she's got no memory she knows about his history. well she has connected a, she remembers her mother a bit and because yeah. she bonds with his daughter avi about that and the mother-in-law yeah and she's because we laughed about this and and she's obviously going oh you know why don't you fuck my son-in-law yeah, yeah <laughs> basically yeah 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 um, so and they do actually say he says you know they have a moment which doesn't end up in a kiss, but clearly there's a connection. And he does say, well, we don't know, you know, you, you could actually be married or yeah. have a, have a, you know, some, a partner. So we can't do this. Yeah. And then he regrets that because he thinks I should have just fucked it. Oh, yeah. She, well. the mother-in-law, Alejandra, she shows Sarah a memory book, which is like pictures and notes yeah. from her life. And I really thought that was cruel because she doesn't remember <laughs> anything. She's like, look at all these wonderful things, things I, can I can remember about yeah. my life. But, and there's a Christmas angel from Jake's, dead wife Carla we, we don't know she how was. she died do we, we I mean, don't we don't know how he murdered Jake her killed I her <laughs> yeah I assumed yeah. that he had yeah. killed her and I assumed that the mother-in-law was in on it 
Honestly, the because first time they early, on, the lodge or early on in the movie, we see him at his desk and he opens the drawer and that doll was in it. And I didn't fucking twig to me that that was the angel for a tree. It was just, All I right. just thought it was some weird doll he had lying it, around. Like he's doing some pagan ritual. Yeah. He's going to sacrifice, he's going to put a it's wolf a horror mask movie on. He's possessed. <laughs> yeah. that, that was almost symbolic in his moving on, though, wasn't it? Because yeah, he'd, it was. he'd not been able to put that angel on the on tree, the tree mm. since his wife passed away or he murdered her um sarah as she is now she comes up with this plan basically Lindsay lohan has been given the name sarah by the daughter isn't she yeah Yeah. and she comes up with this plan to save the lodge which is basically inspired by the memory book to to go back through it and get in contact with all of the people who ever stayed at the memory at the lodge but jake the north star shake them down for money basically well jake despite having tried everything to keep hasn't the, the lodge in hasn't actually tried inviting people to stay <laughs> no, he's, done no, he's um, done no fundraising no he, he he's gone to ask somebody else for money as but much he, as he we does know. make an incredibly valid point which is what i was thinking at the time yeah because what happens is because daddy's back in town they now know that she's missing blah 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 so it's going to culminate at some point where you know there's, there's got to be a bump in the road at some point so they have this fundraising night everyone rocks up and he's there jake's dead worried that no one's going to be there it's going to be really embarrassing i was i thought yeah. no she one was comes up go. she turns up in a red dress that is strongly reminiscent of the red dress that she was wearing at the beginning and he still doesn't fucking twig to who it is <laughs> still but people give money they just start putting envelopes of money and he goes yeah I mean, it's very nice and everything, but it's just a bit of money. Like, it doesn't. Still not going to cover we need that. We shit. Need, can we do this every month so that we have income? You know, yeah. the, the handouts don't fucking work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you could still see him just well, looking at the this... axe that killed his wife, just <laughs> just to go. There's still not enough money because people are going, Jake. You, we came here. We just got married, and I couldn't fuck my wife. We, and you we did were, it for me. You did it for me, and and you know we had no clothes. We just turned up here, and you gave us the best room, and yeah, and, and we taught my kids to ski, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. like you. But then, while all this is going on, Daddy turns up, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing in this shit hole?" It's literally just as he's about to. Yeah. So and then and, and Tad runs in soon after, and, and he he's so happy to see his his fiance again. Yeah, um, they, they drop the bomb that she's engaged, and devastation all round. It, yeah. There's genuine, des- you know, disappointment in the mother-in-law who thought, "Ah, oh, I thought I'd I'd got him off my books." This was like you know, I thought, the Christmas miracle. I thought I was going to get some help around here, but no, she's she's thinking well, she's, she's going to do it. Just all. straight back to her old life, yeah, unfulfilled. And, and she w- wakes up one morning in an echo of the very beginning of the movie, and you know she has all these romantic thoughts about Jake, and we Doesn't remember them falling the same, over. Though. She she can, it's all come back to her. Yeah, and, and lots everything's come back to her now. She remembers, but this um, time she makes her own bed in the mansion, and the the entourage come in and like yeah what a transformation she can now it. make a bed well yeah. she's making pancakes yeah. and she, now she likes bacon i've seen some character arcs in my time <laughs> yeah <laughs> christmas day at jake's house is much more wholesome there's books for alejandra boots for av there's a new helmet for jake mm. but you know like you said despite all the generosity they're still in trouble and then at the press conference sierra thanks Jake for all yeah, the help that's of the right. Fisk and the it's big news. You say the <laughs> press conference. There's a big pe- press conference because she's been missing, even though they didn't realise she was missing until about four yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like a day yeah. after finding her. But there's a big press conference yeah. and she just sings the praises of the North Star Lodge and she just says, says you should definitely check it out. She should definitely check and it out. And the phone is like instantly ringing absolutely off the hook. Can't turn, you know, I've got to talk about this scene because Tad is wearing like... <laughs> Like a sort of military dictator style yeah, chain thing here. And his hair again is that yeah. slicked back yeah, yeah, yeah. like Max Hedrum or that character off of Lazy Town. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And this kind of zip up shirt. It's like Sporticus black... or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He's, he's, he's got a really unique fashion sense and look he's an influencer and Um, he's 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 the one who announces to everybody oh we're we're married and he's like going oh hashtag what is he so he references their engagement ring with a hashtag what a brick and at this point av then says her christmas wish hasn't come true 
And Jake turns the television off. We've seen enough of that. Never mind it's the girl that's been staying with him for a week. Yeah. She's on TV doing a live news press and he just, nah. Well, he's already lost one. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's lost one woman. Now, this one's slipping through his fingertips. It's devastating. Well, this is when Avi says, my wish was for you to find love. And she convinces him to go after Sarah. And he goes out and he can't get get the the tissues right here. He can't get the snowmobile going. But then Magic Santa has left a sleigh for him for some reason. Plot. Yeah. Well, it's a miracle, actually. It's a bit of a Christmas miracle because it is the sleigh that they were looking at in the Christmas market. Yeah, no, I know. Well, they just... Get well, he says, I've got to, I've got to tell her. I've up. got to tell her how I feel. Blah blah blah. And she says to Tad, "Fuck you! I don't want to. I, this is not what I want, Daddy. I don't want this job." Yeah. She just, you know, heartbroken for Tad. She's just got to be, you know, true to herself, Dan. And Terry, which is Sierra's personal assistant, gets Tad's coat. And there's a sort of weird flirty moment, which I thought nothing of until the next scene where Jake goes to confess his love to Sierra. He thinks she's in a limo and she's not. So he pours his heart out. Yeah. And when well, the window goes down. the window of the limo, isn't he? A black yeah. window. And when the window goes down, it's Tad and Terry who are now going <laughs> off together. Tad's happily found suddenly. He's bounced back. Yeah, very bounced quickly. Back ability. Well, he's, I think he's been raped. By Ralph. By Ralph. And it's in the changed cabin. him. And he's just hooked on dick. Yeah, well, maybe well, it wasn't it... rape. Why did it have to be rape? Maybe he just, I just did, think it's better he for found his sexual Yeah, okay. They yeah. left his identity friends. with yeah. Ralph because there's a lot of ice hole. It's horny it was either a, way. Yeah. A fantasy in there, I don't know. You know, it could have been. But uh, but also Jake and the other girl get, get together as well as Tad and Terry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's happy ending all round. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they kind of profess their love to each other after yeah. that, don't they? They she says she's not leaving. He says he could do with some help, and she she goes down well, into hey, the lodge. I didn't see that version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, he offers her a job and the minimum wage, but you know she yeah. needs to start not even the, living uh, wage at the bottom really. And she hasn't really proved herself as a great chambermaid or anything at the moment. She well, can make it, her own. There bed. was no one there before, but now it's busy, so you really got to be. You got to be honest yourself. And they just seem and the such film ends, a lovely and we, couple. We get hilarious outtakes during the credits. Don't. I actually really like outtakes. I like. I enjoy outtakes. them, but these were bad. They weren't, weren't they? funny at all. The problem is, Cord. Overstreet, the best thing about him is his name by a long distance. Yeah. He's a fucking vanilla, like the He's the most vanilla dude. Vacuum. And Lindsay Lohan is. He was in as Glee you know, or something, wasn't he? Or Lindsay he? Lohan is. I don't want to like go on about her past because it's really boring. Yeah. And also there's the horrible kind of voyeuristic people reveling in it and stuff. So whatever. But he is such a vanilla dude. It's going to be missionary fucking boring Mary. Like yeah. she needs better. She needs better dude than him. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, yeah, but he, also I fucking love this. No, I, I, I like talking about it yeah. and and kind of gently. And we watched it with that same spirit. To be honest, we poked fun at it the entire time we well, were watching. That's kind it. of what it's there and for. Right? Yeah. Oh, what's going to happen here? I mean, everybody, but Nelly was guessing what was happening. I mean, there was no mm. shoot amnesia. Well, they're going to call it. You know, you know. it's just. Yeah, I mean. It was it was it's, it was trying to recreate that kind of Hallmark Christmassy vibe, which I think it did really well. For yeah. a fam you know, for a, a low stakes family film, if Perfect. you've got really yeah. kind of young kids yeah. and you just want to watch something for you could do worse than than put this on. Uh, the problem is they had such a lack of chemistry because he's no, so so little presence. It was like they were brother and sister on screen. It and, was, yeah, um, I did have that problem. That was the problem with it. And but I, the zany parts with especially Tad, I thought he was great. Everything with every time he was on screen was hilarious. And he I was liked, a great um, send up of those kind of dickhead people. Yeah, but yeah, they, they, surely there was someone out there they could have cast who was like more well, charismatic. I, I, yeah. I was reading afterwards that. The the critics had, had kind of been impressed by their chemistry. Yeah. And they thought it was just the perfect overlap between her kind of followers and, and things in real life and, and his, because he's been in kind of a, a glee, was he in or something yeah, like glee, that? Yeah. You know, so there's there's a crossover there and they just thought, oh, this is a perfect mashup for both these sets of fans he's to, supposed to, to get to be these like characters re- together. He's supposed to be really overworked 
in this all the time, but he's got time to go to the tanning salon <laughs> and have his hair dyed. His hair's perfect. Yeah, his hair his is hair's amazing. Perfect. I thought it was nice to see Lindsay Lohan again. Occasionally, there was like a little bit of the old magic was still there, still quite I kind of quite she watchable. Was, she I was thought good. they were all really bang average. Her as well. <laughs> I thought they're all bang average. Honestly, like that. They were they were four or five out of ten. The entire film, the entire cast, entire plot, the lot of it. No way, man. It's yeah, than that. no, it's absolutely that. Is anything else? <laughs> you, you just you you in I'm denial. Giving it, I'm giving it seven out of ten. It's what are you talking about? It's absolute <laughs> guff. But you know what you're getting into. It is a yeah. Hallmark B family movie that you can watch, just poke fun at. You can walk out. You can come back in. You've missed nothing. You know, it's one of those no, films. We paused it. Every- and you didn't have to, though. There was nothing that you would have missed. It wasn't really very good at all. You know, it's it's time you're not going to get back. But over Christmas, if you just same, sat that's around. That's the same with any time they're done. Yeah, it is. But this, no, some some you actually feel that like you've invested. <laughs> This, I didn't feel that. We watched it, the three of us, and yeah, we, we all really enjoyed it. It's just, For me, this is, this is a recommend. My missus hated this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all right for what it was. I enjoyed Tad. I, yeah, it's just called Overstreet. <laughs> I, I, I like it, the fact that you can just poke fun at it the whole time. I mean, I, yeah. I was just saying, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Next. You know, that the whole way through. So I'm sure everyone appreciated it all the more for me doing that. But it was it was that kind of film. And I felt like, yeah, I had to watch it all for, the, for this podcast and everything. But it is not a film that I would ever go and sit down and watch again. Cord Overstreet. Amazing. Brilliant name. Wow. So split decision on that one. Yep. Stand by my recommend shout. But on a different tact, we've got a kids TV thing. Yeah. With a, with a holiday vibe to it. Okay. And also a bit of educational content in there. Yeah. Wow. Because right. I don't think you've seen this one, Dan. I've not. I've not. What What we... Um... It's waffle and mochi. Mochi? Mochi. Did they I not think it's a food it? stuff. It's right. like a... Oh, is it? It's what, a waffle? Japanese rice cake made of mochi gome. A short oh, yeah. grain, mm-hmm. glutinous grain, rice. Thing. So it kind of looks like a marshmallow in this, like a blob, like yeah. a, right. a cutesy thing. Um, Always wearing a different hat, which is pretty cool. Waffle is a kind of small Yeti slash waffle hybrid. Yeah, that okay. is a good description. <laughs> yeah. yeah, In the style of Muppets, as in you can see like stick, it's kind of... It's a mishmash. Oh, it's like a, stop- a little bit like last week, yeah. where the Storybots was a mishmash of different styles. This has some live action, like real people, Sesame Street kind of vibe. Yeah. With definite Henson looking puppets. I didn't see if there was a Henson. No, I don't think credit. there was. No. Then some animation and some really, really crude, like deliberately crude puppetry. And it, there's a flying vehicle in it. That bit's amazing it's when great. it takes off. That <laughs> was, I love well, You get to yeah. see the sticks or the string. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the yeah, sticks. I like and I, I properly lulled like quite a lot. In yeah. That. Okay. It's 28 minutes long. So the setup is. They're hungry in their ice cave, and it's always a food program. It's they have so there's a there's an actual series where they, I think they do different cuisines each week or something. I don't know, and they teach you about cult, different cultures. Well, blah, I actually blah, blah. watched a bit of another one by okay. accident, a cheese one. So right. they talk you through the means of cheese production, and they have to get a <laughs> they have to get the right cheese for the band Fromage, otherwise they'll <laughs> split up. <laughs> so ah. this one. They're, they're talking about solstice and winter solstice and summer solstice, and then they decide that they're going to do, they're going to throw this thing called Freezy Day, this event. Yeah. They're going to have a party. They're going to have people around. They're inspired because they get a phone call from a broom called Steve. <laughs> He's making latkes for, un- for Hanukkah. Like a squeegee mop. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's With a broom, sunglasses on. A broom quite a modern, oh, quite a modern. He's not broom them. He's a squeegee mop. I mean, is no, it because there is a broom. Yeah, his broom, partner, Broom, broom Hilda. <laughs> <laughs> really wow. moved on since Django. Yeah. Um, and their baby chuckles because when they announce Freezy Day, then Steve just like instantly shows up at his house ready to celebrate. Yeah. There's some, there's some rogue invitations go out by, which would really fucking piss me off as a host. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so- oh, do you mind if I, I just brought around like fucking so-and-so and their mates and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not fucking cool. Yeah. Well, especially if some of those people are like, one of them is a sentient end of a supermarket <laughs> shelf. <laughs> That has eyes that are cornflake boxes. Electronic point of sale yeah. sort of thing going on as well, yeah. 
Um, yeah, you don't want dicks like that. So anyway, all these people are turning up at Waffle and Mochi's place, and Mochi is sent out in the magic cart to go and get some shit from other cultures, basically. Waffle can talk. Mochi, Mochi can't does he does this well, kind of squeaky right yeah he does some squeaky kind of like charlie brown teacher noise yeah not cuter than that wah, 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 wah. Yeah, like, yeah and occasionally you can just make out that he says i'm mo- mochi yeah that right. is about okay. it so he's sent out to investigate some different cuisines the first he puts place these little flying goggles on <laughs> and his seatbelt does up yeah. and then he's in this really crudely done shit car that flies it's and like, he's tiny compared to everybody else even to waffle as well so yeah. he's extra cute yeah anyway so he he ends up at hawaii he goes to first of all hawaii yeah, yeah. and they've got the festival of Mac- makahiki which is a hawaiian holiday festival down that lasts for four months and they show them fishing for this fish and they're care they're keen to talk about sustainability for the fish and only she says she says oh you know we like the fish and we like the fish to grow and i'm thinking yeah apart from that one that you just like fucking harpooned so but they do make the point that we only take you know what we need we don't overfit you know it's like you say sustainability and it's trying to give this really positive message and then they show that it's really just all about having your friends and your family together and we just we just have fun and we connect and we sing songs and we play games and we just have they a great time. They did this for four months. It's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And they have, pretty awesome. They ha- they cook up these like complete fish in the thing and it did look great but and I was watching these kids tuck in and I was looking at my daughter eating her <laughs> yeah, ba- beige exactly dinner and I was like, mm, yeah, but how would that work? They do serve this thing and I can't remember the name of it. I don't know if you've got it in your notes, Riggs, but they the kids are like pummeling this thing with like a yeah. crude pestle and mortar. And Kalo? It's, Carlo? It's the most unappetizing <laughs> thing like it's gray yeah it, it's, it's like gray slop you Gruel. know that, mm. that bit at the start of um temple of doom where they served that <laughs> yeah. sludge it looks a bit like that sort of that appealing it's yeah. like fairly grim and i think that's what he takes back i think they let him take some of that back because he's trying to get food to take back to the freezy part and they're like yeah you can take as much of that as you like well it's not <laughs> it's not the most interesting food that he has to collect though because the next place he goes to is norway um, yeah, he goes to visit the Sami people. The and, Sami people. And these are reindeer farmers. Yeah. And she's like, come on in, we're going to have blood pancakes. Yeah, pan- well, she starts making pancakes. Like, in go the eggs, in goes the flour, in goes the milk, in goes the reindeer blood. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, right, we, okay. So someone spoke and Kay's like, what was that that they just put in? And man goes, that's blood, it's reindeer blood. And Kay's like, fuck, like, don't be stupid. No, it wasn't. I'm like, mm, I think it was. And then when the pancakes come out, they are bright red. So they're, they... Well, they've gone black. It's effectively like black pudding, really. Yeah. Yeah. And Madeline's like turning, and I said, well, you eat black pudding? And she goes, well, it hasn't got blood in it. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've told you that it has. Anyway. And they and they do another thing about sustainability. She says we, you know, we look after the reindeer; mm. they look after us. You know, yeah. we fucking butcher them and we eat, but we eat everything. You know, they just take what they need, and the rest of them, all the rest of it. So, and they've got this crazy cloudberries. They look fucking yeah, amazing. They did. So she, the lady that they're staying with in the probably like teepee thing, he does some squeaky noises about having to fuck off back to the party. Yeah. So she gives him a jar of homemade cloudberry jam. Yeah. So he takes that away. Looks good, um, doesn't it? And then back at back at Waffle's house, he's like telling him, "Oh, don't worry, it's all going to be fine later." And there's a sort of ticking clock element as well because it's all got to be done before the sun goes down. And ju- ju- just about the food, though, like, are they going around then? And these are real foods that we're learning about. Yes, with yeah, it. absolutely real. Yeah, cloudberry. Yeah, that's Mate, real. Yeah. They look amazing. Yeah, well, I've really never incredible. heard of them. I want some. Sort some, of like a raspberry esque, yeah, but but lighter, lighter in colour. I don't know what they taste like because I've never had Bigger one. segments, not the individual, like, yeah. Yeah, Johnny segment. And there's some human beings that actually turned up at the... Where do they live? I don't even remember. There was some sort of igloo. Yeah, it was an igloo. One of them is Iranian chef Samin Nosrat. She has a show on Netflix called Salt, Sugar, Heat, mm. Acid or something like that. It's quite good, actually. I've seen it before. And then there's a lady who presumably we're supposed to know. Yeah, Tracy um, Ellis Ross. I didn't. I she's didn't. obviously a pianist and a musician because they do a song. That was the low point of the episode for me. There's also a box of sentient puppy cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cupcakes. Yeah. Ah, do they get eaten? No, they just dance around and just oh, generally cause havoc. And so Waffle is much like Riggs, getting very stressed about catering arrangements. <laughs> he's really like freaking out, and he's like, one point, one of the human characters has to give him a hug, like just fucking, yeah. like chill out a bit. I liked <laughs> yeah. that moment. It was just like a moment of like 
calm. Yeah, she's yeah. just like, doesn't matter. If he's worried about the food and blah, blah, blah. it's like, look, we're all here. You we know, we're going to have a good time. Right. And it'll be fine. Stop. Just chill just out. Chill out. You get like that as a host sometimes. But so damn, it goes awry. Mm. No. Yeah. It does. Mochi crashes. We're on the, no. We're on the easy street. There's a blizzard. There's a blizzard. There's bad weather Dear conditions. Me. And Mochi's comically bad flying <laughs> car thing crashes into a mountain. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because it's got him around Hawaii, Norway. And he has to eat his passengers <laughs> for months until he's rescued. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but it all turns out to be fine. And he just magically reappears a bit of like a minute later, flying again. And they're like, way. At one point, he, you and- know... There was a thing, a load of memes going around where someone would do something in a video and someone would drop some digital like sunglasses on yeah. their face. Yeah. That happens in this. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it happens twice, actually, to both characters. And Chef Nozrat, she talks about an Iranian festival called, oh, I did get it, Yard, Yardle or something. What was it? I've got it somewhere. The, anyway, she because what she says to to Waffle is that this one goes on and on. You know, it goes into on the night. into the night. So it's okay that Freezy Day hasn't quite worked out how you planned because now that Mochi is back with all the stuff, and he feels guilty because Freezy Day they've made up. You know, it's not a real mm. festival, but they said it doesn't matter. You know, well, let's make it a real thing. It'll be our thing, and they. You know, yeah, well, just, yeah. just, yeah, exactly. But Mochi is the one who gives this really long, like 30 <laughs> second speech, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all like, mm-hmm. oh, start crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And uh, Michelle Obama phones up. Right. The real Michelle Obama. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And okay. then when you get the credits, it's produced by, you know, Mr. Barack. and Mrs. Obama. Yeah. Really? The two of them. Yeah. The big O. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is fucking great. It's good, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm sure they would have put their name to, to any old rubbish. This, this it, is, I, uh, I was reflecting on last week's one, and although different kind of subject matter and stuff, still like very similar in a lot of ways. Mm. So where do we pick this up? This is Netflix, Netflix, Netflix original. But, sounds- you know, education whilst being entertained. Honestly, I properly lulled about four or five times through it. Yeah, it's great. Good values as well. I really, yeah. I did really enjoy the whole like moment of the, like you say, Waffle getting... His anxiety, her anxiety, their anxiety. Yeah, it was, getting, uh, pronouns weren't really yeah. <laughs> well established. Their anxiety getting on top of them and, and Tracy Ellis just giving her a hug and saying yeah. it will be okay. Oh, it's cool, yeah, be fine. Yeah. Well, let's hope it all is. But next week sees the return of Peter. Yes, yeah, one dad in, one dad out. But also the disappearance of Riggs. You're fucking off your Christmas holes. Yeah, so yeah, I'll selfish. be gone for a couple of weeks. Which is a shame because we've got a lot of trolling of Pete to do next week. I know. Because Pete has been away with what was at one point thought to be some sort of hideous neurological problem, yeah. but it turned out to be a toothache. <clears throat> so it's an entirely teeth-themed week next week. Top five teeth. <laughs> Top five, anything dentist, anything to do with teeth. Our midweeker is going to be Marathon Man. Yeah. So we're into like the classics there. The main thingy is Teeth, the movie. Yeah. Don't know if you're familiar with that one. No. Then. Okay, you're in for a real treat. Yeah. And Kids is The Adventures of Timmy the Tooth. Wow. Yeah. It is a, a oh, teethy episode. Yeah, it, it'll be good to have Pete back and, and hear all about his, his woes. I wonder I if Darren Teethly will be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's hope let's hope he gets involved as well. I'd love to hear his his dentist woes as well. If anybody else has got some dentist stories, because Pete can't just get the monopoly on it. No, he's bound to have a great story, though. Well, have you heard his dentist story? I've heard parts. It's amazing. So I look forward to that. But on that bombshell, all that remains is to say, Sidey signing out. Riggs out. Dan's gone. Watching rubbish, you better come out and stop me.